670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.07, Wednesday morning. Turn the music down real quick. Hear that? Listen. The sound of uh, no political ads? No political ads. <sighs> At least for a while. It's kind of pleasant. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the uh, show. We uh, had a uh, primary yesterday. This morning, we take your reactions, your thoughts about the primary. By the way, I will uh, tell you, remind you once again, um, there are way too many races for us to uh, read through. We could spend an hour going through uh, every single state race, local race, and Ada and Canyon County races. Um, So it's just... Too many races to cover. Not to mention important ones around across the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to check out the results, up-to-date results, uh, and they, there are still some uh, votes that are still being counted um, as of uh, 4 a.m. this morning, um, but if you want to check all the results, get the numbers, the percentages, who won what race, you can go to kboy.com. Uh, huge thank you last night to uh, Nate Shellman. Sophie, who is uh, Nate's producer, and Rick Worthington. Uh, primary elections results show happened here on News Talk KBY. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of it, um, but it was very good. Um, they did a great job covering last night. Nate did a fantastic job from uh, GOP party headquarters. We got to hear from uh, Governor Brad Little speaking to the party uh, from the headquarters after he had been declared the uh, winner last night. In case you're just tuning in, uh, yeah, uh, Governor Brad Little handily defeated Janice McGeehan. Uh, votes not all counted as of yet, but uh, as of uh, 4 a.m. this morning, Governor Brad Little had an insurmountable lead of 58,000 votes. Which for Idaho is is a pretty big lead. Pretty big lead. Um, Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan, um, most high-profile opponent, by the way, um, only received 32. Most high-profile opponent that stayed in the race. (laughs) Well, I mean, the others were still in the race. Humphreys received 10% of the vote. Bundy was pretty high-profile, but he dropped out a long time ago. Yeah, he's not in the race. Well, he is now, because now he's running as an independent in the general election. Gotcha. So even though he wasn't running in the uh, GOP race, he will be running against uh, Governor Little in the upcoming general election as an independent. Um, we'll get your reaction this morning on all the races, your thoughts. Scott Bedke, um, pretty handily uh, winning the race for lieutenant governor over... Uh, Former House Representative Priscilla Giddens. Yeah, we we should point out these are all the races for Republican nomination for these offices. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they automatically have them, but it's pretty close. Yeah, Um, they they will be going up against uh, Democratic opponent in the uh, general election. Mm -hmm. Might even be somebody you've heard of. Maybe (laughs) in some cases. I said might. Yeah, Uh, Raul Labrador. That's kind of a surprise. 
this morning. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't. Attorney uh, General. I didn't pick that one. I, I, I predicted that he would win. Um, the surprising thing is how handily um, he, he won. That was one of the races where uh, I would listen to all the commercials that were putting down Lawrence Wasden, whom I know. And I remember thinking, well, that's not true. Well, that's not true. Well, you know, who cares about that? Well, you just on and on and on. Yeah. But not everybody saw it that way because apparently they don't know him. Raul Labrador, um, as of 4 a.m. this morning, has received 51.4% of the votes. That's enough. Cruising past incumbent Lawrence Wozniak, who has held the uh, seat for 20 years, he had secured only 38% of the vote. Wozniak had won five straight attorney general elections starting in 2002. So that one, kind of a surprise in that uh, it, it wasn't very close. He can get, he can actually uh, go find something to do that makes a lot more money now. Congressman Mike Simpson secured the Republican nomination for his U.S. House seat uh, last night. Simpson defended his second congressional district seat that represents Boise in eastern Idaho uh, against four opponent, opponents in Idaho's uh, primary election. He's held the seat since 1999, seeking his 13th term in the House. His biggest challenger came from Brian Smith. This one kind of surprised me in that I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. Mm. Um, He's a big name in eastern Idaho. Yeah. But in, in, in this area where, by the way, we have a much higher population, not as many people know who he is. Simpson uh, won nearly 62% of the vote, yeah. moves on to the November general election where he will take on Democratic nom- uh, nominee Wendy Norman, who did not face a challenge in the primary. Meanwhile, U.S. Senator Mike Crapo won the right to seek a fifth term. Just after midnight, Crapo was ahead by a large margin, margin 67% of the votes, with wow. second-place candidate Scott Trotter at about 10%. That's more than two-thirds, then. Slightly in the more. head-to-head Democratic primary for U.S. Senate, David Lee Roth. No, David He's just Roth. just a gigolo, <laughs> everywhere I go. David Roth uh, of Idaho Falls and uh, Ben Persley in Boise went head-to-head for the right to take on Crapo. Roth winning by a margin of 57% to 42%. Wow. By the way, a Democrat has not won a statewide race in Idaho since 2002. I didn't call that one either. You didn't? No, I thought personally had a, a chance, but, you know. So those are uh, some of the uh, this is, more... This is also why I don't, you know, gamble a lot. ...high-profile races for you uh, this morning. Our phone lines, well, they aren't open yet, but now they are officially open. Ta-da! 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, throughout the morning, we'll take your reactions to the election, your thoughts to the primary election uh, on the candidates, what it says uh, uh, about where Idaho is. Idaho, pretty much a red state, one of the uh, top three reddest states in the nation. Looks like it continues to be that way. Uh, But we'll get your thoughts this morning. Uh, Once again, we'll also be hearing from the uh, candidates last night. Um, Nate Shellman was able to talk to a few of them last night. We'll get their thoughts on the election, and you'll hear that throughout the morning. Once again, just want to remind you, if you want to get updates uh, on the uh, any of the elections, local, county races, statewide races, you can go to KBOI.com. They will be updated as uh, more and more results come in. The other thing I want to talk about, did you stand in line yesterday? No. Didn't have to. Canyon County has got to get their crap together. You stood in line for a while, then. Two hours. Two? Two hours. My That's wife, a new record for you. My wife went... At 9 o'clock, 
yesterday morning, which is a lack time, lacks time, 50 minutes standing in line. Wow. When I went, there were over 100 people does, in line. Does that mean more participation or fewer places to vote? No, I think that Canyon County doesn't have their crap together. Okay, that was the third possibility. Yeah, uh, that, that's my personal opinion. I don't know. This isn't the first time. This happened in the last election. Ada County reports no lines. Why is Canyon County, who has half the population at various polling places, and I only know of two that had long lines. Um, I didn't drive around and check my polling place. Also, uh, the polling place um, at the uh, O'Connor Fieldhouse had lines going out the door and around O'Connor Fieldhouse. <laughs> Yesterday, so I want to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I'm kind of glad to hear that many people, you know, were interested. Canyon County, did you have problems voting yesterday? If you voted in person, Let's put it this way: I will never vote again in person ever again. I don't think after yesterday. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Unless, of course, we we outlaw absentee ballots that have no reason. No, I, I will still break the law and vote absentee. I wonder how or I work. just won't vote again. I'm not going to stand in line for two hours. You know me in lines. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. This is your first update of the morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, Meridian, and East Boise. Get in for uh, their most popular soup. One of their most popular soups every week. Jalapeno bacon, potato cheddar made from scratch. That's your soup today. Team that up with a, uh, a wrap, sandwich, or uh, salad, and you got yourself a great meal. Good morning. We'll start off with some Boise State golf news for you. The golf team is sitting in 11th place right now in the NCAA Regional in Texas, heading into today's final round. Bob Beeler has more for us today. The Broncos are 21 over for the tournament and would need a top-five finish to advance to the championship round, meaning that they would have to make up 22 strokes and six places. Coach Dan Potter talked about what he wanted to see in the final round. I think a team score under par out here for sure, and so we'd just like to go out and and enjoy it and uh, and put a good round on the board. And, and whatever that does for us, it does. But we'd like to go out and, and just finish strong. If we can have like the low team round of the day, that'd be a, that'd be a big deal. Hugo Townsend is the Broncos' top individual at one under for the tournament, and he's in a tie for 17th. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And we're expecting some results from today's round somewhere around 1 o'clock this afternoon. We'll try and bring you that information when it becomes available. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. It is the day after the primary. The best news of all, of course, is that there are no more attack ads uh, running for the uh, campaign, at least for a little while anyway. We're going to take a little break before the general election comes up. Otherwise, we are taking your reactions, your thoughts, your complaints this morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you're listening outside the area, uh, anywhere you're listening, toll-free 1-800-529-5264. Robert in Caldwell, you're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Hey, Mike, I could not agree with you more. Caldwell was horrendous. And I heard it was because they rezoned the polls. I cannot believe it. They rezoned it, and now everybody's waiting for hours. We were in line for over an hour and a half. Where was your uh, polling place? Over at the O'Connor Fieldhouse. You were at the O'Connor. All right. Yeah, here's here's the thing, though. I, I can't. You can't blame it on rezoning. They had the same problem in the last election. 
Yeah, you're right. That's what I heard. It was they rezoned and then they rezoned again, and that was yeah. And the guy told me that yesterday behind me said he showed up at eight in the morning and it was still that way. So wow. I'm with you, Mike. Yeah, and I'm really glad that Greg Cheney is out. So all right, that's all I got to say. Have all a, right, have a good day. Uh, thank you, Robert. Appreciate the thoughts, Doug in Meridian. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. I, I agree about the um, the those terrible ads and I'm glad they're gone. Um, my election point was at the Wahi high school, um, in Ada County mm-hmm. and no line. Yeah. I saw a report last night, uh, at the Idaho Statesman, by the way, thanks for calling Doug. Appreciate it. Um, I thought I saw an article last night, um, Idaho Statesman saying that, uh, they had checked and driven around to polling places throughout Ada County and not one place, um, had any lines. Now, one of the reasons probably would be that uh, they also said that there were over 50 new polling places in Ada County alone. added in Ada County this year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And and I, I had never had a long line in Ada County ever before. I mean, the longest that I'd ever waited was probably 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and that was for the last election. They were, they were doing a very good job uh, getting people through. So um, this was my first uh, election in Canyon County, and man, I didn't like it. <laughs> Did not like it at all. So you're moving back here pretty quick? Yeah, I'm just, uh, at least, uh, maybe I'll just register outside the district. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm kidding. That would be illegal. <laughs> what is though? I'm joking. <laughs> well, really, really, <laughs> what is, really, what is illegal now? <laughs> in this day and age, maybe it's just frowned upon. <laughs> Thanks, Bin Laden. Uh, and there is uh, my movie quote for the day. Uh, thanks, Bin Laden. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Bin Laden. KBY News Time is six twenty-six. As I mentioned, we will uh, take your thoughts throughout the morning. If you want to get through, phone lines are open. Uh, if you'd like to email, you can do that. Chris at KBY dot com, Mike at KBY dot com. Our uh, text message, same as our main number, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. We'll also hear from some of the candidates who talked with Nate Shellman live last night from the GOP party. We'll do that throughout the morning. Once again, we want to hear your thoughts on the uh, primary. Are you happy? Are you unhappy? Uh, Are you surprised about some of the results? And once again, you can get every single uh, result from uh, local state races, uh, county races. Just go to our website, kboi.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.33. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, once again, taking your reaction to the primary, uh, your thoughts, your complaints, uh, whatever you want to talk about this morning. We'll be doing that throughout the morning here on News Talk KBOI. Brandon has written in and is very sympathetic to your cause. Brandon says, how do you expect a guy who can't even mow his own lawn to stand in a line? Exactly. Thank you. Somebody understands. How do you expect a guy who won't even wait 10 minutes to get into a restaurant to stand in line for two hours? It's ridiculous. We shouldn't have to in this day and age. It's it's 2022. I can see you at the pearly gates going, okay, to heck with this. I'm going to go check out the other place. Yeah, whichever has the shortest line. (laughs) I understand their barbecue is better anyway. Yeah. Uh, Diana, Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. 
Good morning. Um, yeah, we went down to the polling place yesterday to vote. I've voted ever since I was legally allowed. Cool. <laughs> and um, I happened to be one of the lucky ones. Uh, my husband had been down there three times, and the lines were horrendous at the one here in Nampa that we went to at the church. Where, where at in Nampa? Do you, which, what street was it? Was, it? Uh, it's, it's a church. I don't remember the name of it. Right there on um, Highway 45. Uh, what is that street? It's across from the gas station there, the two gas stations in okay. Nampa, if you're familiar with it. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, my daughter had gone over to NN. They had changed her uh, location to NNU, and she said they had no lines at all. But he went down there three times before I went down with them because I'd had eye, eye surgery early yesterday morning. And uh, uh, so I was very fortunate because I couldn't see, and I'm not allowed to look up. So they, they kind of gave me a... Wait, a wait, wait, Diana, Diana. If you can't yeah. see, how did you know who to vote for? I can see out of my right eye. Oh, okay, okay. I was just, and it's I a, was just checking in just to see uh, if you went just down checking boxes. It's permissible to look down. That's okay. <laughs> I knew a lady who had to spend like 48 hours, uh, like on, you know, one of those uh, massage tables where you have yeah. your, your head in kind of a ring and you, she had to mm-hmm. look straight down. She had to do that for 48 hours. Wow. I mean, without moving at all. That would suck. Oh, wow. Thank you for the call, Diana. Appreciate it. Um, Another uh, Canyon County uh, place uh, text message in, 208-336-3700. Voting lines uh, were going very well in Nampa at the First Baptist Church on Iowa. They were running a good system there. Oh, good. And my polling place was the uh, LDS Church uh, just off Farmway. Um, you know, so like I said, uh-huh. I only know of two locations uh, what the lines were like. So that's why I'm curious. Were, were other area polling we, places in Canyon County just as bad? We have been moved from a, uh, a Lutheran church to a, an Episcopal church. And then we got moved to uh, just a, a general empty store building at one point. And now we've been moved into uh, an LDS church. But the good news is it's one block from where we live. One block. And I'll take that if they just stick with it. But Man, we, that's, if, that's really nice. We had they, to they drive moved about it around ten miles. <laughs> they've, they've moved it around every year for the last four or five. Yeah, we we're, were uh, before I was about three blocks uh, away when we lived in Eagle. But uh, yeah, yesterday it was between uh, seven ten miles that I had to drive for our polling place. You know what's funny is that this uh, LDS church is, is one block from our house. Now we're not LDS, but if we were, I looked it up one time to see where we'd go. It wouldn't even be that one. <laughs> it, it would be the one that's three or four blocks the other direction. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, reaction, thoughts, uh, complaints um, of the uh, primary election yesterday. If you have those, it's your morning. You get to weigh in, and once again, if you want to get the latest updates, uh, there's just way too many to go through and read, even in our newscasts, uh, for all the local, county, statewide races. We're giving you the uh, big races, uh, statewide races, and the results on that. Um, but if you want to check out all the races, just go to KBOI.com. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
888-900-3393-6700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Matt, good morning to you. You're on News Talk KBOI. Uh, are you listening on 670 AM, uh, 93.1 FM, or uh, our app? Uh, 93.1 FM, but I listen a lot on the app because I'm out of town a lot. All right, Matt. Good morning to you. Uh, you want to talk about the election? Yeah, hey, just um, I voted in Greenleaf. That's where I live. And, and um, uh, I guess, first off, I wanted to say that, uh, one, I, you know, talk about stolen elections and stuff or anything like that. I mean, the elections are what they are. But personally, and I have no facts to back it up, I feel confident that what's being reported is true. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, it's just kind of a gut feeling. But, uh, um, you know, there's nothing in my head that says, well, maybe little stolen somehow or something like that. So, uh, and obviously this isn't, this is just the primary, but um, secondly, um, I go in the middle of the day, like two o'clock. And, uh, and when we pulled up, there was uh, drive up voting for people that were maybe handicapped. I didn't know that was a thing, which was pretty cool. Uh, but the lines were kind of long, uh, even for Greenleaf. And I think it's because there's so many, there was so much to vote on, on the ballot that uh, I think that took a while. And then, um, also, you know, in the middle of the day, you know, we were voting with a lot of geriatrics, and uh, that's great, but maybe to speed up the process, I mean, um, you know, seniors love to take advantage of Costco's uh, senior-only shopping. Maybe we have senior-only voting for a day <laughs> or something, so just an idea. Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, thank you for the call. You could even have the vote at Costco, which would kill two birds with one stone. KBY News Time uh, six forty five. Once again, we will continue to take your reactions and your thoughts on the election last night. Still want to hear from you if you uh, voted in Canyon County. Did you have problems voting? Because uh, there were l- reports of long lines at uh, a few of the locations yesterday. Uh, not just reports, but eyewitness reports from me um, because uh, my polling place really. Really long line. Over 100 people were there during the uh, time I was there. So 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll continue to take your phone calls. We'll also be hearing from some of the candidates uh, who talked last night with Nate Shellman at the GOP watch party. That will be coming up throughout the morning. Right now, time for another check on what's going on with sports again. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two locations to make it easier for you to get to. Less lines. Meridian and now in East Boise. How about some NBA playoffs last night? In Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, it was the Miami Heat taking on the Boston Celtics. Butler gets inside and bangs it home. Finishing touches on another Jimmy Butler masterpiece. His third 40-point game of these playoffs. That was the call last night on ESPN as Jimmy Butler made that layup for his 40th and 41st points of the game. It gave the Heat that 118-107 to 107 lead, and that's the way that game would end as well with the Boston Celtics falling in that game. Even though Jason Tatum had 29 points in the game, uh, a really good performance by the Celtics bench as well. They got 18 points off the uh uh, bench from Pritchard last night, but again, the Miami Heat just shooting too well last night. Looking at what is ahead, it's a big game one for the Western Conference Finals tonight. The Golden State Warriors taking on the Dallas Mavericks. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock tonight on TNT. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Those are good numbers to know because we have another chance for you to pick up a $25 gift certificate to the uh, newest restaurant in CUNA, Pork Belly. Opened up just a couple of months ago. Um, fantastic <laughs> just, breakfast and lunch. Just sounds like our kind of place, doesn't it? It really does. And, uh, man, biscuits and gravy. If you don't like biscuits, you're still going to love this. I'm not a big biscuit and gravy fan. Uh, I like gravy. Um, fantastic gravy. And that's what you can win today with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Uh, question today, there is only one state. One state and one state only in the United States where local and municipal cops are not allowed to use radar for speed enforcement. Which state is it? Know the answer? Stick around. Coming up after 8 o'clock, we'll give you a chance to win. To your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Thanks for listening in the day after the primaries. Those of you who had tuned out because of uh, the campaign ads, they're gone. Welcome back. Well, I mean, as, assuming you are back, uh, somebody needs to get the word to them that the campaign is, in fact, over. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully they're smart enough to realize that yesterday was the uh, primary election. Uh, hope so, um, Taking your uh, phone calls, emails this morning, once again, reactions and thoughts, um, on the primary yesterday, any surprises that you thought uh, were happening, uh, please feel free to share your thoughts. Also, if you uh, voted in Canyon County, I'd love to hear from you on the different polling places, uh, reports of long lines in some instances um, in Canyon County. Uh, one of them, my polling place, it was just a LDS church off Farmway Road, um, two-hour wait. Um, we heard uh, hour and what hour and a half, hour and forty-five minute wait at uh, O'Connor Field House, another polling location where I, I saw pictures and somebody had taken a picture and posted it online, and the line went out the door from O'Connor Field House and around O'Connor Field House from people waiting to vote. Um, kudos to those of you who did wait to vote, standing in line for an hour to two hours. Um, but it, it, it makes me wonder how many people drive up and see that line and either have appointments or just say, there's no way I'm going to be 120th yeah. in, in line. There are, there are some people, I'm sure, who give themselves like 15 minutes to go vote. And if the line is you know, 90 minutes long, you're not going to get there. Yeah. Um, Ada County, um, no reports. Now, if, if you had a, a place in Ada County that uh, you went to to vote yesterday and there was a line, but uh, saw an article last night, uh, Idaho Statesman said that they had checked uh, various locations, polling locations throughout Ada County, and no place in Ada County was reporting any lines. I don't know if that's true or not, but if you went to Ada County polling place yes. and saw a, a line of more than 10 to 15 minutes. Love to hear from you this morning. I, I only went to one polling place, so I didn't I didn't take a survey. But uh, at mine, it was, you know, same as ever. Just cruise right in. And I, I would say maybe Canning County needs to do what Ada County did because Ada County added 50 new polling places mm-hmm. for this primary. And this isn't a, a new problem. And the, there were complaints in Canyon County, and I didn't live in Canyon County last election. Um, so maybe there, maybe there were... These problems have been going on longer than just this primary. Now, we have the general election coming up. I am hoping, against all hopes, that they can get this fixed before November 8th this year. 
Well, that would be nice. I mean, you can. You you said you'll never vote in person again. You're you're considering that, uh, but you can get an absentee ballot just anytime you want. Yeah, and I've done that in the past. Uh, I didn't do it this time. Just didn't get it done um, with moving and everything. Um, but I, I don't think I'm ever going to vote in person again, just based on unless unless they can get this fixed. Chris Nampa, good morning. You're on uh, News Talk KBOI. Did you vote yesterday? Yeah, I did. So I was like voting. I was wanting to vote, right? So you, I'm new to it. This is the second time I've voted in my life. So I, so you gotta pardon me on some of the stuff I don't know. But no, that's okay. It's all right. When I went in, I went in there and I voted. Uh, but because how you vote and how you register, you register, you affiliate with a certain party. And then when you go in, I guess, they give you a ballot that has to do with that, who you, what you registered as. But if you had changed your mind and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that one, you know, they they don't let you vote unless you re-register hmm. and do all that. It, it seemed a little bit weird. So, like, they they make it hard for you to change parties at the time of voting. They... That that wasn't very fun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It feels like that portion of it would discourage people from voting, voting what they feel is right because the system. This is this this is why some people only turn out for the presidential vote because they figure that's the important one, and and everything else is negotiable. I guess. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, email in. Funny how the incumbents in Ada County were not in the lead late last night, and then in the middle of the night, everyone's tallies flipped. Kind of reminds me of Biden staying in his basement, never campaigning, and still winning by phony votes in the middle of the night. Little dozen debate was looting, losing, according to the site I was watching, and then flipped in the middle of the night. What site were you watching? That's what I want to know. I I'm mean, not trusting ser- our results, especially at, after watching 2,000 mules. At 9.05 last night, uh, it they they announced that uh, little was way ahead and and the you know the polls had been closed in North Idaho for a total of five minutes. NBC, ABC, and AP all called the gubernatorial race for little by ten p.m. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what site you were looking at. They could just have been way behind, but uh, official news sites now, were calling that he was so far ahead by attorney, ten o'clock. Attorney General. Uh, by about nine thirty, they were uh, they were reporting that Wasden was ahead, but later in the evening they said that uh, Labrador just caught up with him and passed him up. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the early, like you know, five percent of the precincts, uh, having checked in, uh, Wasden was leading. Um, there are still votes to be counted, by the way. So there there are still races that are too close to declare a winner. This is as of four o'clock this morning. Um, been reading from the website. And by the way, if you want to check out all the latest results, you can go to KBOI.com and uh, do that. But, I mean, they're, they're still counting votes, and there are, you know, races that are close. But, I mean, like the race, they're still counting uh, votes for the uh, governor's race. But the uh, incumbent, Governor Brad Little, is so far ahead that even if every single vote went for Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan, um, as of four o'clock this morning, he was leading by fifty-eight thousand votes. So there are more votes. Uh, he's more votes ahead than there are votes left to count. So there's no 
physical way that she can win. So they're, that's why they're able to declare, even though the votes haven't all been then counted in all 44 counties. Now, there are some of the races, you know, that are a little closer in that they're not officially calling um, for one or the other, um, but they do give um, how much people are leading by. Um, Secretary of State, for instance, um, as of 4 a.m. this morning, Phil McCrane had 43.2% of the vote. Dorothy Moon, 41.3% of the vote. That's a close race. Mm -hmm. One of the races that did surprise me, um, Superintendent of Public Instruction. Now, Debbie Critchfield, um, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, This is a very tight race. Um, 39% of the vote as of right now. Brandon Durst, 33%. The one that surprised me is the incumbent, Sherry Ybarra, Third place with twenty six percent of the vote. That that surprises oh, she, me that the incumbent shows up in the, third place. She fell behind Durst during the night, then. Huh? Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. As I mentioned, we'll take your reactions. Uh, please feel free to give us your call, uh, your thoughts. If you want to weigh in on uh, if you had to wait in line at your polling location, we'll also hear from some of the candidates uh, who won last night. Nate Shellman was live at the GOP party headquarters, had a chance to talk to some of them. We'll get to some of their reactions coming up here for you throughout the morning. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Time for another check on sports brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Don't forget today, one of the most popular soups. You want to get in Wednesday. Wednesday is a great day, and I'll, I'll vouch for this soup. It's fantastic. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. This soup is so good, even if you took the bacon out. It would be fantastic. That's how good it is. But it has bacon, and you can also get uh, chopped up bacon on top of it instead of crackers, and it makes it even better. Get in two locations, East Boise and in Meridian off Wells Avenue. Good morning. NBA fans may have paid attention to what was going on with the draft lottery results last night. The ping pong balls, you know what I'm talking about. The Orlando Magic won the long-awaited NBA draft lottery last night. We'll now have the number one overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft which is set for June 23rd. The Oklahoma City Thunder uh, will take number two, Houston Rockets, then the Sacramento Kings and Detroit Pistons rounding out the top five. This will be the fourth time that the Magic have won the overall number one pick, which is second only to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the lottery era. The last time they drafted first, they selected Dwight Howard in 2004. They can get somebody as good as Howard, though, this time around. It could be a big success for them there is no clear-cut number one overall pick for this year's draft though that's the downside again magic thunder rockets kings then pistons in the top five of the nba lottery i'm rick worthington time for the morning market report powered by cap ed credit union keeping you informed about your money before the market opens sponsored by tree city advisors on news talk kboi boise dow futures down seven minutes ahead of the opening uh 270 or 280 points uh, all three of the indexes are down as we get ready for the uh, opening uh, continue can we call this a bear market as of yet are we down far enough that to no longer call it a correction yeah, I mean, so corrections. I know the I know the Nasdaq is is in bear yeah, market so, territory. I mean, I guess the official benchmark or the the line that you have to hit to reach the bear market is twenty percent pullback from the highs. Correction is ten percent. So we're we're fairly close. I mean, give it a give it a day or so. 
Um, can what, the Nasdaq is almost, is almost 30, right? <laughs> yep. No, the, the Nasdaq, I mean, and it, here's That's why. grizzly it, bear territory. Grizzly bear. <laughs> yep. The, the S&P 500 is more like your more friendly black bear, right? Uh, <laughs> but it, what we're looking at is um, the technology sector. That's primarily your, your Nasdaq holdings, the Nasdaq 100, and the valuations mean the price of these very big technology companies. They just got a, they just got pulled pretty far out because of the pandemic. People were more focused on um, services as opposed to goods. You know, your Amazons, your Netflix, your Googles, all these companies were beneficiaries of that. We saw tremendous growth. A lot of portfolios saw tremendous growth from 2020 to the end of 2021. And now we're seeing a bit of a flip because of all the all the headwinds that we've talked about so often uh, on this morning update and on our Saturday show. And what and one to include and another one that we've seen is the headwinds of inflation that not only the consumer is seeing, but uh, corporate retailers that are seeing too. So we saw the earnings report released yesterday from Walmart and we saw it released from Home Depot. And we're kind of talking about those two companies, the difference between them. Well, Target is down over 24% in pre-market. This would be the largest daily decline for that company. We got to go all the way back to Black Monday, which was in 1987. So why are they coming under so much selling pressure? Well, they completely missed their targets as far as their earning, no pun intended, target missed their target <laughs> on, on their earnings report. And it's very interesting. The most interesting thing that's pointing out to me is their sales grew. So their sales grew, but more sales does not translate into profitability for the company. So again, it's confirmation that people are spending money. It's proof that the U.S. consumer is healthy. But on the flip side, it just shows that inflation, supply chain issues. I mean, Target was citing that fuel costs are a big hit, rising freight costs, um, lower than expected sales of high margin items. So usually clothing is a very high margin item uh, for the for Target as a retailer. And you're starting to see a big shift on how people are spending money. So it was interesting. The CEO of Target said that luggage sales were up more than 50%. You had people spending more money on... Uh, experience-based purchases, like booking trips, buying gift cards for restaurants. So starkly different from the high margin items like your your TVs, your kitchen appliances, you know, bicycles even drop. So so not only, so people are spending money, but they're spending money in a different way. Um, and this is largely due to the fallout of, hey, people want to spend money on experiences now. They were, we were been locked up for a couple years. Experiences were not an option. Goods were the option. So we're seeing that fundamental shift, but I'll give Target some credit. We'll see if they stick by this. But they said, uh, the CEO said that raising prices will be the last lever that they pull. So, uh, I know my wife is a huge fan of Target. She's usually there about once or twice a week. So hopefully those prices still, still stay subsided as much as they can. Um, but in the meantime, yep, tar Target shares are certainly taking a hit because uh, the margins just weren't good. The, the profitability for that company was missed expectations for quarter one. And the forward-looking guidance, they said, hey, we're, we're not expecting to hit these growth targets that Wall Street had anticipated. All right, Jeremiah, uh, once again, uh, we are down as of the opening here in just about three minutes. Keep an eye on that for you. You'll give us an update coming up in just about an hour. And uh, we'll talk to you as we usually do at the same time every Monday through Friday. We'll talk to you again coming up tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. It's a great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
743 East Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Phone lines are open. Like I said, uh, all morning long, we'll be taking your reactions and your thoughts to the primary election yesterday. Once again, if you want to get all the updates, latest updates, votes still being counted this morning on some of the close races. Um, there are way too many local, regional, state races to give you everything and where they sit right now but we made it easy for you you can go to kboi.com and check it out for yourself the updates being uh updated as they come in this morning so um all the local the county races state races all there at kboi.com so it makes it really easy for you to uh, check out we'll be hearing from some of the uh candidates they were at the gop watch party last night with nate shellman nate had a chance to talk to a few of those we'll get to some of those uh here throughout the morning also want to hear from you if you're in uh, canyon county or ada county for that matter we're not getting any reports of anybody uh, having to stand in line in ada county as of yet but if you did we want to hear from you uh reports from anywhere from an hour to two hours at some of the polling locations in canyon county doesn't look like they've got that fixed hopefully if there's enough complaining that maybe by the general election they'll figure things out because this is the same complaints that they had in some of the same spots in the uh, last election. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget, hometown breakfast Friday. We're going to be at Huck House Brunchette in Garden City. Uh, return visit. Was it the third time that we've been to the mm. Huck House, I believe? You, I think, have been there more than I have, but this will be my second. Uh, mimosas, uh, great breakfast, and of course, my personal favorite, one of the best things I've got at any breakfast location uh, is their cinnamon roll bread pudding served in a mason jar. You've got to try it to believe it. Not only is this the best bread pudding you've ever had, it's the only time you've ever liked bread pudding. Uh, Yeah, uh, I do not like bread pudding. If that gives you an idea of how good this is. So anyway, we will be there uh, coming up Friday morning. Don't forget um, the Blue Bench Brunchette and Huck House Brunchette Sweet Deal is going to be going on. $50 worth of gift certificate for only $25. That will also happen Friday morning at 9 o'clock. You can use it at Either one of those two locations, um, it's going to go fast. So make sure that you are on our website at kboi.com, 9 o'clock sharp, if you want to take advantage of that. It's time for a final check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise, just off gallon in the old Quiznos location. Get in for lunch today. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. We'll start off with some Boise State golf news for you. The golf team is sitting in 11th place right now in the NCAA Regional in Texas, heading into today's final round. Bob Beeler has more for us today. The Broncos are 21 over for the tournament and would need a top-five finish to advance to the championship round, meaning that they would have to make up 22 strokes and six places. Coach Dan Potter talked about what he wanted to see in the final round. I think a team score under par out here for sure, and so we'd just like to go out and and enjoy it and uh, and put a good round on the board. And, and whatever that does for us, it does. But we'd like to go out and, and just finish strong. If we can have like the low team round of the day, that'd be a, that'd be a big deal. Hugo Townsend is the Broncos' top individual at one under for the tournament, and he's in a tie for 17th. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And we're expecting some results from today's round somewhere around 1 o'clock this afternoon. We'll try and bring you that information when it becomes available. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
7.53. Thanks for listening in and being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show by uh, calling us if you'd like, 208-336-3700. If you have a Verizon Wireless, just hit pound 670, and then toll-free, wherever you might be listening this morning, 1-800-529-5264. Taking your reactions, your thoughts, if you have complaints, um, that's what uh, today is all about. Um, getting your reactions from the primary election yesterday. If you'd like to weigh in, uh, I'd love to hear from you this morning. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, text us, uh, same as uh, our main number at 208-336-3700. I don't know about uh, you, uh, Chris. Uh, I was holding the phone at the time, but it, once again, scares the hell out of me every time it happens. Amber alert. Yeah, Yeah. amber alert last night. Um, Do wanted to give you an update on that. I was on the phone at the time, and uh, both of us that were in the conversation said, oh, amber alert, good (laughs) grief. Nampa Police Department have canceled the amber alert after finding the suspect and taking him into custody last night at about 9.30. The two children, believed to be endangered, were found safe. Not good. They uh, were picked up apparently from school by their biological father, who is wanted for kidnapping and sexual exploitation of a child. Most Amber Alerts uh, are are sounded because they know exactly who has the kids. Mm -hmm. An Amber Alert was issued at about 8.30 p.m., so it only took them about an hour to to find the person. Police said that James Edward Castleman took six-year-old Kaysen and eight-year-old Zayden from their school without permission. Zayden, huh? Yeah. That's a new one on me. Um, officials said Castleman had two warrants out for his arrest on multiple counts of sexual exploitation of a child and custodial interference by kidnapping. This may, I, I have to say the Amber Alert, um, I didn't know how it was going to work You know when they first did it. it was, it's been over 10 years ago. I have to say that maybe one of the best technological advances, you know, in our lifetimes. Because so many of these... The Amber Alert? Yeah. So many of these get picked up so quickly Mm -hmm. uh, when an Amber Alert goes out. And seems to work very, very well, especially the fact, I mean, good grief, it it was on television, it was on radio, you get it on your phones. If you're driving down the freeway that has signage... Uh, on the freeways, the the Amber Alert goes on those signs on the freeways. So many of them are, are so very specific. I, you know, I, I mentioned that the, if the, an Amber Alert goes out quite often, they know exactly who the child or children are with. And uh, so they can give you a description of the car, the make, model, color. Uh, they can give you a license plate number. They Which give they you a, did last night. A description of the person and the person's name if you need it. They actually uh, gave a picture of the person last yeah. night. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a great. I know we complain a lot about some of the uh, technology and stuff that has happened over the last two decades, but man, oh man, this is this is one of those things where you can say, "Nice job, whoever came up with the Amber Alert mm-hmm. and the fact that they put it together the way they did." Uh, don't forget, just a quick reminder: City of Trees Real Estate, JMJ Financial, the Morell Group, Fulcrum Home Loans, Jacksons, and. Us here at News Talk KBOI teaming up to give you $10,000 in free gas. Not for one person. That that would be more than a tankful. Although, maybe not in this day and age. Um, whether you're a first responder, teacher, military, volunteer, parent, whatever. It's a way to say thank you. It's fuel for 
heroes and we're going to give you an opportunity to put some gas in your tank stay tuned you'll know exactly when to get your free fuel but mark your calendars for may 26th at 2 p.m and then wednesday that's next wednesday at 506 nate shuman will tell you where that gas location is going to be so make sure you're listening you'll be able to get 50 dollars in free gas per vehicle that you drive in Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, coming up in 20 minutes, we've got a $25 gift certificate to Pork Belly in CUNA. Want to try those pork bites? Oh, they're so good. On the smoker for 12 hours and uh, then uh, deep fried special sauce, just absolutely delicious. That's just one of the many things on the item that uh, menu that you can try if you win this morning for our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. You want to talk about uh, trust? There are over 100,000 brokerages in the United States. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, right here in Idaho, is one of the top eight hundred out of that hundred thousand brokerages so you know you can trust them if you have real estate needs 208-888-4128 call them today our question there is only one state where local and municipal cops are not allowed to use radar for speed enforcement one state and one state only our question today is simple which state is that you got a 1 in 50 chance, right? <laughs> Be ready to call 20 minutes from now, 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, and you can win. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Huh, another day, uh, another stock market sell-off. Uh, the Dow now down 442 points. We're just about 37 minutes uh, since it opened. NASDAQ down 183 points. Um, Standard & Poor also down this morning. Uh, we'll get an update on where things stand. Coming up here with uh, Jeremiah Bates in the next newscast. The bottom of the hour. And then uh, after the stock market closes at noon, inflation uh, seems to be hitting hitting hard. Um, we're taking your uh, thoughts, your reaction to the uh, primary as we get ready now for the general election and uh, all the candidates who have won their races, continuing their effort to get elected coming up on November 8th, Governor Brad Little um, easily won yesterday. Um, you can keep updated with all the results, by the way, and there there are so many um, we just can't go through all of them live here on the radio. But that's why we have KBOI.com for you so that you can go and look at all the local races, the county races, statewide races. If you have interested, uh, if you have interest in, in North Idaho races, in Eastern Idaho, all those races, you can check those out. KBOI.com, and we will keep those updated as they come in. Um, because as of just before the show started this morning, there were still votes that were coming in, still votes to be counted. Now, if you're listening and go, "Well, wait a minute," there's still votes to be counting. How can how can you name? Winners in some of these races. Well, they're so far ahead. Now, we'll use no, the example got, of, of if, Governor Brad Little. But if you've got 1,000 votes left to count and one person is ahead by 2,000 votes, yeah. eh, we can probably call that one. That, that vote, ABC, um, NBC, AP, all called that vote last night just a little after 10 o'clock, even though there were still a lot of votes to be counted because 
Governor Little had a uh, lead of about 58,000 votes, and there were not enough votes left that even if Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan had gotten every single vote, she couldn't have caught Governor Brad Little. So that's why some of the races, even though counting still goes on, there are some races that are still too close to call. And like I said, um, we, we, we give you who's leading in them, but we will give you those updates at KBOI.com and throughout the day here on news. In the meantime, we're taking your reactions. Still want to hear from you. If you, did, if you had to be uh, in line for um, any amount of time yesterday, Ada or Canyon County, now we're not, so far I haven't talked to anybody who has called in who had to wait in line in, in Ada County, um, but a lot of people waiting in line yesterday, including moi, and my wife, and she went in at 9 o'clock, which is supposedly supposed to be a light time, and she had to wait 50 minutes. And as a matter of fact, it got to the point where she had an appointment, and she's like, look, I've been here for 50 minutes. I have to leave. Um, can I get in some way, somehow? And they said, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of you right here. And then she was able to get in, but she'd already been there for 50 minutes, and the line um, wasn't very deep at that time. So it just took a really long time in the, in the way they were running that that polling location on Farmway. Uh, text message in uh, 208-336-3700 said, uh, my wife worked the polling station at the church in Nampa off Highway 45 in Lakeshore, and the word she used to describe it was insane. Between 7 a.m. and 9 p.m., she was only able to take two breaks to step away and get some food. I drove by twice during the day, and the parking lot was jam-packed with the line out the door and up to an hour and a half wait. She said a lot of people left due to the wait. Thankfully, I voted by absentee ballot. And that was a question we asked a little bit earlier this morning. I, I would love to hear from you. Uh, if you saw that line, if you drove up, and like I said, when I drove up last night, the uh, line was out the door at the LDS Church, where our polling location is. It was out the door, down the sidewalk, and then around the sidewalk and starting to go down another sidewalk. There was well over 100 mm-hmm. people in line. Did it cause you to leave? Did, did you did you drive in, see the parking lot, or see the number of people in line? And and we got a, a large number of people. I saw the pictures on social media at the O'Connor Fieldhouse. Did did you look at it and go, it's not worth my time, or <laughs> I have an appointment. I can't wait for two hours here to vote. Got an instant message from Lisa who says, Hi, Chris. Why is Governor Little humbled to win the election? He should be honored. The third place, the third place winner is the one who should feel humbled. <laughs> uh, saying that you're humbled by something is is more or less just an expression and uh it's a lot of people use those uh, humbled and honored interchangeably um yeah it it is i mean it it's an honor but like if you're being polite you'll say oh you know this really this really humbles me although it's probably designed to do just the opposite well and you can also be humbled by the fact that you know there there are a lot of people and it, it, i mean it, it, if you listen to the rhetoric and the other candidates over the last couple of months, um, I mean, some of them very, very vocal minority. And I can say vocal minority because of how much and how easily uh, Governor Brad Little did win. Um, I mean, they're very vocal. So if you if, if you don't see polling or don't know polling, and you know polling, we're in Idaho. There, there's not polls done every week mm-hmm. or anything on that. Um, you could you could listen to what was being said and, and people saying, "Oh my gosh, we got to get Brad Little out of here and go." Wow, this is going to be a really close vote. And the fact that he won so easily could make it so that he's very humble to find out. Okay, I have more supporters than maybe even Governor Brad Little thought he had. 
I, I don't know, but that, I mean, that would make me feel humble if I'm expecting it to be a close race and I, and I win by as much as, as Governor Brad Little did. I, I would be a little humbled by that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Governor Brad Little, um, kudos, by the way, once again, just an amazing job by Rick Worthington, Nate Shellman, who was live at GOP uh, watch party last night, um, Sophie, who was our uh, engineer producer here at the station, and KJ, who was the engineer at the watch party, did a fantastic job putting that together. It was informative. Uh, more, more importantly, it was entertaining to listen to. Uh, Nate Shellman ha- was able to get a variety of the candidates and talk to them live, and we have some of those this morning, so thank you very much for leaving those behind. Uh, but the only place that you got live up-to-the-minute updates last night was News Talk KBOI. It was just great live local radio. So huge thank you to uh, the team for being able to do that. Rick Worthington, very tired. He has not been to bed yet. So, I mean, he was up all day yeah. yesterday doing that, and then he has to start news early in the morning, so he hasn't been to bed yet. Uh, one of the uh, interviews, I got to talk to uh, Governor Brad Little to get his thoughts on the primary election last night. I'm delighted about the results so far. As far as races go, this one, this race that you were a part of couldn't be any more contentious if it tried. Uh, so many different personalities at the top. And, and again, you you said a lot by not getting involved in it. Is, is, that, just, is that just the Brad Little strategy? Uh, no, not at all. I, I mean, we, we had... It, I don't know how many times I was on your show, uh, both uh, your partners in the morning, and but I, I was on the radio. We had statewide town halls. We mm-hmm. had capitals for a day. Uh, for a while, I was having a press conference every week. Uh, you know, we're trying to get our message out and being responsive to people. So, as far as the different types of uh, different types of Republicans, different types of conservatives that do exist in Idaho, and you're fully well, well aware of all of them. Uh, moving forward from here, you know, because I don't see there being, and I don't think you see there being a lot of uh, a lot of upsets come November. So moving forward from here, how do you, you how do you continue to communicate and, uh, and 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 govern with all the all the different types of personalities that say Brad Little should do this and the governor needs to do this and what? Well, well, our Democratic Republic uh, has a process called elections, and we're just finishing one up right now within the. We're still they're still counting votes in in many of the precincts, but you know that reflects the will of the voters, the will of the people of Idaho, and that sends a message to to everyone about you know we think this candidate was successful in this area, and so therefore uh, they must be representing somebody, and so that you know that gives momentum to things, and that's you know we governors uh, stand for election every four years, legislators every two years. You know, there's a process there, and then it sends a signal to everybody. And then people, they may agree and they may disagree. And then we start and go forward. But, it, you know, it's, it's not a perfect system, but it's better than about every other system there is. I tell you what, Governor Little, I, I appreciate the time just getting off the podium and everybody here wanting to, wanting to get a couple words from you. You actually did a full interview without one one-word answer today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> that's funny because it frustrates Nate so much <laughs> when he talks. When he asks he a question so and somebody says, one words somebody says, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll take continue to take your thoughts, your reactions, primary 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. In the meantime, stick around. Coming up here next, we have another $25 gift certificate to the Pork Belly in CUNA. If you can answer the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question.
Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 822, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Uh, out of one, over 100,000 brokerages in the nation, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty ranks in the top 800. That's out of over 100,000 located right here in Idaho. Call 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Uh, this morning, Craig is going to get first crack at our $25 gift certificate to Park Belly in CUNA. Craig, there is uh, one state and one state only where local and municipal cops are not allowed to use radar for speed enforcement. Which state is it? Virginia. Virginia is not it. Keep trying, Craig. Uh, Close, though. Teresa, one state only. What's that? Oh, I just said it, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, it is Pennsylvania. <laughs> the only state where local and municipal cops aren't allowed to use radar for speed enforcement. Um, no real reason other yeah, than, than we cost. Looked up, we looked up to, to see you know what the reason was, and they didn't list one. Yeah. So uh, congratulations. Have you ever been to Pork Belly in Cuna? No, have not tried that yet. All right. Well, now you're going to try it. You've got a 20, $25 gift certificate that uh, you'll be able to use at the Pork Belly. And the only suggestion that I would give after I've visited there once is no matter what you order, get it with a side of their country gravy. I don't care if, I don't care well, if, you're, getting, if you're getting their fresh fruit plate. Get it with a side of gravy. It's that good. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll definitely do that. All right, hold on the line. Uh, we'll get some information from you. Still more to give away, by the way. Uh, tomorrow morning and Friday, um, have uh, another gift certificate to uh, Pork Belly in CUNA that you can win. We'll take a break. we got news coming up here at the bottom of the hour over the uh, final couple of hours. If you'd like to weigh in on your thoughts, your reaction to the primary election yesterday. By the way, if you want to get your latest updates, we have them on our website, kboi.com. You can get them right there. Um, way too many local county races um, to give you all the updates. So if you want to read them as in your leisure, um, you can check it out at kboi.com. But if you want to weigh in, was there a message sent with the uh, primary last night? Um, if that if there was a message, what did you think that message was? You can weigh in once again with your reactions. Uh, still want to hear if you had to uh, stand in line. At your polling place, go ahead, let us know. How long was the line? Where was the polling place? Still not a single call so far, so it sounds like Ada County was uh, A-OK and did a good job, and they did add 50 new polling places since the last election. Um, But we'd love to hear from you this morning. We'll continue to hear from some of the candidates last night that uh, Nate Shellman talked to at the GOP watch party, so that's still on the way this morning. Like I said, feel free to give us a call, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 8.38. Your reactions to the uh, primary election this morning. We're taking time to look back. My reaction is, is thank goodness the uh, campaign commercials are over. I was afraid it's at by now we would have accidentally had one that was still running yeah, this morning. Exactly. But no, that's not the case. Thank that's goodness. not really a reaction from you so much as it's something that you've been looking forward to for at least a month. It's, let me do this. 
So you knew this was coming. Yeah, it'll be over for a little while. Once again, um, if you'd like to weigh in, your thoughts, your complaints, whatever. It's all about what you want to talk about uh, as far as having to do with the primary election yesterday. Uh, if you want to check out results, um, there are a lot of races that are not final as of yet. But uh, if you want to check out the results, you can go to KBOI.com, and uh, we keep you updated with the results as they come in. Once again, uh, there are races that have been called and are final, even though not all votes uh, statewide have been counted, just because there is such a large lead. Were there surprises in the uh, race? Did anything surprise you? Uh, Yeah. Uh, A few few things surprised me. Um, I I talked a little bit earlier uh, this morning, um, the race for uh, superintendent of public instruction in the Republican race, Debbie Critchfield, um, 39% of the vote. Brandon Durst, 33%. The incumbent, Sherry Ibarra, ended up in third place. That's a surprise to me. Clearly. Uh, 26% of the vote. Clearly, some of the people had problems with her, I guess. Yeah. Um, A couple of uh, local results um, having to do with the legislature, one of them that I'm really, really upset with, and I know you probably are too for the same reason, and it's your state representative, District 15. Yeah, that's where I live. Cody Galloway uh, leading Fred Martin, 3,668 votes to 2,853 votes. Um, now, Fred. There, uh, there goes our breakfast every time Fred Martin would last, uh, visit. Uh, last time Fred won, he won by six votes. So that's a pretty tight uh, yeah. race anyway. It's it's one of those, um, uh, you know, District 16, 17, 18, 19, those are all fairly liberal. They're all North End. Well, this is kind of North End adjacent, and so uh, District 15 elects both Democrats and Republicans. I guess we're going to have to get a hold of uh, Cody Galloway and uh, let him know that the uh, long, long tradition of uh, getting breakfasts <laughs> anytime he appears on the air with us must continue as District 15 rep. Yeah, Fred always did that. He never had to. Fred, we told, we yeah, told him that. We told him, and, and he would still... Bring just us a, in donuts and fresh a, vegetables. Uh, very and generous guy. Fruit. Uh, yeah, uh, very nice. Um, another big surprise to me, um, I, I, and it's a big surprise now because I've been paying attention to it. Um, we've had one of the Canyon County commissioners on with us, um, Leslie Van Beek, a couple of months ago, um, earlier in the year, leadership in Canyon County, including two of the Canyon County commissioners um, we're asking for Leslie Van Beek, who is another Canyon County commissioner, for her resignation. Yeah. And it, they, it's turned into a huge fight. They didn't get it. The surprise to me is both incumbents went down in flame in the Canyon County commissioner's race. District 12, um, Carrie Smith received 70, this is a latest update, 7,676 she gonna, votes. She going to hang around or move to Alaska? I don't know. Uh, Brad Holton, this, was, this wasn't even close, 13,336 votes. Uh, District 13, Pam White, the incumbent, 8,196 votes. Zach Brooks, 11,500. That not really close. Um, so it, you can say, and I don't, I don't know, I haven't polled, I don't know what the reason is, but I think with, with that number of votes... And both incumbents going down handily, 
you can say people of Canyon County were not happy with their Canyon County commissioners for whatever reason. Mm, apparently not. Yeah. That that surprised me that both, both incumbents um, did not win their election. And there was some money behind Kerry uh, Smith. So that was that was kind of surprising to me. Um, Idaho Representative Mike Simpson, Senator Mike Crapo, both defended their seats and won their Republican primaries, so they will be running in the uh, general election. Mike Simpson secured the nomination for his House seat. He defeated 2nd Congressional District seat, uh, represents Boise in eastern Idaho, against four opponents in the uh, primary. Simpson, who has held the seat since 1999, seeking his 13th term in the U.S. House. His biggest challenge came from Brian Smith, who he has run for in the past, or run against in the past, mm-hmm. to also faced off in 2014. Um, once again, I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but um, I get the impression that the two don't like each other. <laughs> it's just my impression. They, they, they do have opposing viewpoints on, on, on certain issues. But Simpson winning very handily so far, uh, 62% of the vote, the latest count, vote count. Uh, so Simpson will move on uh, to the November general election, where he will take on uh, Democratic nominee Wendy Norman, who did not face a challenge in the uh, primary. Meanwhile, U.S. Senator Mike Crapo won the right to seek a fifth term. Just after midnight last night, Crapo was ahead by a large margin, 67% of the votes, uh, with second-place candidate Scott Trotter at about 10%. In head-to-head Democratic primary for the U.S. Senate, David Roth, not David Lee Roth, David Roth of Idaho Falls and Ben Persley in Boise went head-to-head for the right to take on Crapo in the general election. Roth winning by a margin of 57% to 42%. He was running without the devil. Yes, he was. Um, by the way, Senator Mike Crapo uh, was at the GOP watch party. Um, actually, no, he was in Washington, D.C., but Nate Shulman got a chance to talk with him uh, via telephone last night. We'll take a break here, um, and uh, we'll hear from that. We've also got uh, comments from Scott Bedke, um, who um, is going to win the race for lieutenant governor. Um, we'll get his comments. And once again, we want to get your thoughts. 208-336-3700. Your reactions um, to the election. Did anything surprise you so far? And what do you expect for the general election? Um, you know, Governor Brad Little is not done. Um, it'll be interesting to see because uh, former Republican turned independent. Evan Bundy dropped out of the Republican primary and will run in the general election as an independent. So, um, that race will uh, get underway, I'm sure, in full here within the next month or, or th- so. Your thoughts, once again, call us up. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, or text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, and uh, thanks for listening in this morning, the day after the primary election in the great state of Idaho. We're taking your reactions, your thoughts, your complaints, your crying if you want. Um, Also, (laughs) we would love to hear from you. Um, Did you have to wait at the polls yesterday? It sounds like we have not got one person yet from Ada County that had to wait at the polls, so it sounds like Ada County did a great job. Canyon County, however, 
Not so much at some of their polling locations. Some poll locations were fine, but others had waits uh, up to an hour to two hours long yesterday. Um, go ahead and call in um, and let us know about your wait times. If you had wait times yesterday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Kyle in Middleton, thank you for uh, being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yeah, Carrie Smith out here running for uh, commissioner in Canyon County. She had some great posters around, you know, uh, with her beautiful smile, financed by the developers and realtors, because she told us at the start of the hearing regarding the rezone request for our neighborhood. She told us, hey, I've taken money from the developer and the realtor, but I can be objective then she looked at the planning and zoning report saying the rezone would negatively affect our neighborhood. She looked at the over 130 petitions from the neighbors asking her to maintain current zoning standards. Then she smiled that beautiful smile and said, you know what? I'm rezoning and allowing more houses in your neighborhood than previously approved because the developer and realtor gave me money. So your opinions and the planning and zoning staff report is meaningless. It doesn't measure up. And so, yeah, she had money behind her. That was the problem. I'm so happy to know that she won't be running the show here anymore. I'm kind of surprised she didn't get elected to a much higher office. (laughs) uh, Well, you know what? All it takes is money. It's just the money. So I'm glad she's gone. I was in full support of her challenger and the challenger to Pam Smith, and it's a relief to see them gone because the only thing that mattered to them, it seemed to me, was, hey, the developer and realtor are giving me money. They're going to get what they want. And it was was a horrible experience Mm. to see her ensuring quality of life for current and future generations by approving rezones that would, would negatively affect our neighborhood. So, hey, good riddance, and have a great day. Bye. <laughs> you too. All right. I, 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 I will say, and uh, most of you who listen to this station know my wife is a realtor, and I, I will say uh, realtors were not happy with some of the decision that uh, Canyon County commissioners made either. So, uh, I mean, don't just go thinking, hey, they did everything great because – uh, I'll flat out tell you that uh, so, there are times my wife would come home and goes, God, you're not going to believe what they decided to do. So even though, let's say, okay, uh, even even though there are more houses being built and therefore there are eventually more houses to sell, realtors don't like everything that's going on. Yeah, some of it has to do with it takes so long to get any approval or to get some of the applications through like it can take six weeks where you can go to ada county and get the same thing done in hours really yeah um she's she's had that that complaint for instance and some of the fees that they charge for some of the things that she feels should be free where they're free in ada county and not in canyon county she just doesn't understand why they have to pay for that when it should be a public process instead of um something that they're making money off of she she doesn't particularly like like some of those things and that that's just personal um with her so uh, obviously a message is being sent there because you have two incumbents that didn't just go down i mean they went down handily yeah. which you, which you don't very often see you know in, in republican races here here in idaho james writes in as one of the independent voters who registered as a republican 
to have a voice in these primaries. Last night's results were very encouraging. For the most part, Idaho Republicans and Idahoans in general seem to have said no to far-right extremist culture war nonsense. Most of us are moderate, reasonable people, and it's good to see Idaho voters on board with that. So my question uh, would be, you know, in in response to this, um, does this primary send a message to some of these far right wing candidates? Well, not one. I'm sure they'll do anything about. But if they don't do anything about it, can they expect to ever get elected? Uh, Another question. What, if anything, do these results mean for Ammon Bundy on how he is going to run his campaign in his independent run for governor in the general election? Because uh, once again, very far right independent candidate is if does he take a look at this and go wow maybe i should but the the interesting know, thing cut about back on the rhetoric the interesting things about people who are described as far right is you ask them if they're far right and they say no no everybody else is a rhino yeah um another thing i mean they think they're, they're they, they think they're right in the middle where they should be yeah uh another thing it'll be interesting to see is will Evan bundy get janice mcgeehan's endorsement I mean, there is obviously no love loss between Governor Brad Little and Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan. So will she now endorse Ammon Bundy? It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, it will. More reaction and phone calls. Feel free to call. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, this is uh, Reaction Day. Your reactions to the uh, primary. Were there surprises? Were there things that surprised you? Maybe they weren't just surprises, but maybe you thought the race was going to go a certain way and did not go a certain way. Go ahead. Your personal thoughts. Feel free to air your opinions. Uh, That's what today is all about, looking back. And uh, once again, um, you know, 2020 hindsight is always perfect. Um, so uh, you can weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can email us, mike at kby.com, chris at kby.com. Easiest way to get through, once again, uh, would be through uh, phone lines, and they are open right now. A lot of emails uh, coming in uh, so far this morning. Griffin writes in, is it safe to say the Idaho Lieutenant Governor's Office will basically be shut down for the remainder of the year? <laughs> the current lieutenant governor is out of job. The office is over budget. What a disaster. It very well could, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lame duck lieutenant governor, you know, that's that's not what's supposed to happen. I hope that's not what happens, but uh, at least until June 30th, she, you know, doesn't have uh, apparently the money to be able to um, have her office open, although she is being sued because uh, the claim is – do because of Idaho constitutional law that the office must re- remain open for what was it a minimum of 40 hours per week yeah it's and accessible to be. yeah and in, in uh, checks and and this is backed up by uh, several news outlets who have tried to uh, get in contact with somebody in her office uh, doors remaining closed and uh, phone not being answered what was it they were open up like either 12 or 18 something like that or 12 or 16 that's what they claim hours a week yeah that's that's what they were claiming that they were open up that much time mark of uh, meridian says my surprise was the ease in which mike crapo and mike simpson won their primaries i thought an anti-incumbent phase was in order because of recent votes that helped gain the biden administration bipartisan talking points 
the Crapo vote on the Biden infrastructure inflation enhancement bill being one example. But I, yeah, they both they they both uh, uh, fairly easily defeated their, yeah. their closest challengers. The, the Crapo vote didn't surprise me so much as the the Simpson vote. It, it seemed that there was a lot more pushback uh, on Simpson in this primary than we have seen in the past. So the thing that surprised me probably wasn't that he won. I thought he was going to win, but mm-hmm. um, the the thought that it was as close or it wasn't as close as as it was because he like you just mentioned. Um, handily won, and that right. that announcement was uh, also early last night because there were just not enough votes left over um, for uh, Brian Smith to uh, catch up. Speaking of uh, Crapo, um, he was with Nate Shulman uh, on the phone last night. Um, of course, he's currently working in Washington, D.C. Um, talked about uh, he, how he felt before the election about his chances Um of the election and uh, how he thinks uh, now that the votes are all in. Well, I never take these races for granted. I'm always very positive and hopeful, but as you know, I run like I'm 10 points behind and wish I didn't have to. And uh, even when the early votes come in and look good, I always kind of want to hang in there and see what it looks like as the night wears on. So this isn't your first one. You know the party atmosphere. Uh, do, do you Do you reach out to those who challenged you or do they reach out to you at some point throughout the night? Well, I think the tradition is that the uh, challengers reach out when there is a winner determined. Um, But I look forward one way or the other. Sometimes I've reached out when I've won, and sometimes it's been the other way around. Uh, I look forward to talking to each one of those in the Senate race, uh, and I hope that I do so as the victor. (laughs) Now, uh, Senator Mike Grapel joining us here from uh, from Washington, D.C., and, of course, there's a number of different primaries going on across the country how tuned in are uh, our Republican members of the Senate just looking for any inkling, any any idea that they might be picking up any seats, or is it way too early to tell on primary night? Well, it's not way too early to tell. Uh, senators are very tuned into this, Republican and Democrat, and they all have, uh, you know, they spend a lot of time analyzing and discussing uh, who would be the best one for the Republicans to win and who would be the best one for the Democrats to win. And none of us know for sure what the answer to that is. Um, but, yeah, senators are paying really close attention to every one of these races because uh, it is critical. Our, our main number one objective, which won't surprise anybody, is to take control of the Senate, which means there's about eight or maybe ten, depending on how this plays out, Uh, seats that'll be battleground races and uh, in those eight or ten seats we've got to not lose any and pick up a few once again that was uh senator mike crapo uh once again live from washington dc last night talking with nate showman uh that happened at the gop watch party nate showman was there live uh giving live updates uh rick worthington here live in the studio um they did just a fantastic job uh entertaining informative last night and it's what live and local radio should be. And uh, thank goodness they did a uh, were there, did a fantastic job. And uh, once again, continue. The updates are not done. Um, the website, Rick Worthington, has been continuing to update as the vote counts come in this morning um, and will continue throughout the day. If you want to check out all the races, whether it be local, county, statewide, from different areas of the state, um, you can check that out at KBOI.com. There's just way too many 
um, to be able to uh, read to you. We could spend the next 45 minutes doing that, and uh, that would be a huge waste of time. Uh, we waste enough time the way it is, so we're not going to do that. But if you want to check them out uh, as you wish, please feel free, kboy.com. Uh, text message in says, I voted in Ada County yesterday before 10.30 a.m., and the electronic voting machines have been spaced part uh, far enough to afford my private thoughts while the process is painless and simple and clear for grasping for instructions. Plus, there was no line. So an- another one with no line in Ada Easy County. Out there. Um, not quite the same in Canyon County, however, we're finding. Mike has written in and says, uh, gents, Raul Labrador has evolved into a Trump follower who defeated Lawrence Wasden in 37 of Idaho's 44 counties. Wasden won in Ada, Blaine, Casha, Lincoln, Nez Perce, Teton, and Valley counties. In the campaign, Labrador said that he would have joined lawsuits over Trump's loss in the 2020 presidential election and would be aggressive against the federal government and against big government overreach. When the state takes on the federal government, legal costs are paid by Idaho taxpayers out of the Constitutional Defense Fund. Idaho has consistently lost in federal courts, wasting $3.4 million, uh, while uh, with our money the legislature refills the Constitutional Defense Fund as needed. It's clear that Labrador has evolved into a Trump follower and will cost Idaho taxpayers many, many dollars battling windmills in federal courts. Does he think the Idaho Constitution trumps the U.S. Constitution? It is interesting that uh, um, you, you bring up Trump and the the election because uh, another kind of su- surprise, not necessarily the primary, because I, I did think he was going to win, although the vote is very close, and I don't even know if this has been declared final as of yet. Secretary of State uh, primary, Phil McRain, uh, currently leads, as of the last update, 43% to 41% over Dorothy Moon and quite handily over Mary Souza, who is from North Idaho, uh, at 15%. Um, that's it's still, a possibility the two of them kind of split the vote a bit, though. Yeah, it's still very close. 111,416 votes for Phil McCrane, um, and Dorothy Moon has 106,415 votes. Now, what, the surprising part to me is Phil McGrain, out of the three of them, is the only one that said Biden won the election. Dorothy Moon and Mary Souza both said that Biden did not win the election when they held now, the debate. But together, did they get more votes than he did? Yes. Okay. To get together, Dorothy Moon and uh, so there Mary still, Souza had uh, there over 140,000 votes. There, there were still more people than voting who agreed with the two of them. Probably, yeah. But, you know, split, there split were two of them. Bit. So, yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It's reaction time. You get to play armchair quarterback this morning. If you like primary election yesterday, uh, want to talk about the results, complain about something, or uh, if there were any surprises, you can weigh in. we got 45 minutes left in the show today. Easiest way to do it, you want to give us a call, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, or were you one of those few or maybe only people who predicted all the races would end the way that they did? like to hear from you there, too. And if you stood in line at uh, one of the polling places, how long did you stand in line? You can share that. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, you can be a part of the show, even more, though, than you are uh, just by listening, by calling us and taking part. 
We are talking uh, election results, primary election yesterday, reaction, discussion, cussing. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, Gordon, New Plymouth, thanks for being uh, patient, waiting on hold there for us. Are you listening on 93.1 FM, 670 AM, or uh, on one of the uh, streaming sites? FM. FM. Yes. I heard a fellow call and complain about the Biden inflation, and he kind of thought that voters didn't respond correctly on a vote there. And, and, you know, we really want, in politics, we want somebody we can believe in, you know, whether some of us choose the Democrats, others a militia, right-wing extremist group, or the Republicans. We want somebody to believe in. You know, so if I listen to the Democrats, you know, it's the Putin inflation. If I listen to the Republicans, it's a Biden inflation. (laughs) You're not wrong. Yeah. Please resist that temptation to believe in something, in somebody, and really use your head. There's enough disparity in wealth in the country now that there's enough wealthy people uh, that they can pay you know, whatever they want. You know, if the house is five hundred thousand, okay, seven hundred fifty thousand, okay. If the if a roll of fencing at D and B Supply is four hundred dollars now, no problem. You know, the price could double, no problem. So don't expect people who are selling things to lower them. You know, which would be a reduction in inflation, I guess. You know, inflation's not going anywhere as long as there's people willing to pay. Yeah, you never hear a, you never hear about a, a great deflation crisis going on. We don't want deflation, that's for sure. Um, well, we oh yeah, so, so I guess it's, you think it's better just to keep on with inflation? Is that well? I mean, oh, I didn't say it was better. You, you, you see, now I do because a healthy economy runs at uh, between one and a half and two and a half percent inflation. That's considered oh, yeah, that's that's that. considered yeah. a healthy economy, but when it gets up to where it is now, eight percent, that's not healthy. And then when uh, the Fed tries to slow things down, it it very seldom ends in a soft landing. More often than not, the majority of time, I think nine out of the last eleven times, if I remember uh, correctly, that the tightening by the Fed has led to a recession. So you'd like the wealthy people to stop buying what they want. No, I, I, I said I don't want eight percent in inflation. But well, it, I don't care. Well, I care about inflation. What? Why do you why care, do about, you inflation? care about inflation? Yes. Well, because uh, I'll give you one reason. I don't know what how much gas you put in your gas tank, but I'm not even going to go back to last year. I'll go back to the beginning of this year. It, it now costs me an extra sixty dollars per month here in May than it did to to fill up my gas tank right now than it did in January. That, well, go to school and get a job that pays more. I have a job that pays more. I did go to school. Well, then what's your problem? If you can't afford it, you need to earn more money. I, I didn't say I couldn't afford it. I said I don't like it. I don't like well, that don't I'm, like well, I don't like that I'm paying where? $60 because that $60 yeah. every month turns I think into what, be what you don't $700 like, a year what you don't like, that has I think, to come from someplace else. What you don't like is working, working up to a certain point in your career and having a goal and thinking, okay, this is how much money I want to work or want to get. And then when you get there, all of a sudden, that much money doesn't buy you nearly as much as it did. Yeah. Well, do you feel like, oh, somebody owes you uh, a way out of this problem? Or no. What? No. It's, 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 the, it's, you know, it's, it's society. It's the people making all the decisions, and it's just what happens. You're the little people, and you're whining because you think you're going to have to pot, buy or spend more. No, I, I don't think I'm going to have to. I am. I, I mean that's know. a fact. I don't remember whining. Well, get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, 
I don't think it's going to be this way forever. I mean, in the history of, uh, you know, the United States, the economy, and, and especially since the uh, stock market uh, has been around, it, it, we go through these things about every seven to ten years. So it, it's yeah. it's not something new, and it's it, it'll eventually be over. And then uh, in, you know, somewhere between five and ten years after that, it'll happen all over again. Stop buying things. Is that what you think is going to happen? Um. No, people will still buy things that they need. What they'll what they'll stop doing is quit buying things that they don't need. Luxuries, in other words. Yeah, and well, you're already seeing that. I mean, people are. I mean, Netflix Netflix lost uh, two hundred thousand people last month. Um, so, I, I, streaming service. And we've talked about this before. Things like streaming services. If you have five, six, seven different streaming services, you can probably get away and get by with only having two or three. So you'll pick <laughs> your two or three favorite, and you'll get rid of four or five. And those streaming services you won't pay for anymore because that's a luxury. You don't you don't have to have eight streaming services to live. You have to have gasoline to live, so you're not going to be giving up on gasoline. However, you might not take a 600-mile trip vacation this summer because you can't afford the gasoline, so you'll give that up because it's something you don't have to have. So there's, so there's no problem, really. I don't know where you're getting that there's no problem. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want me to say there's no problem, but I, I haven't said that. Well, I hear people call it complaining about inflation. How, how the economy is great. The, corp, the corporate profits for oil is up. They had a banner year last year. Okay, now year. now they had a banner year last year. Do you know what happened the year before that? I think their banner year was referring to more than just the previous year. You know, it was a well. I'll I'll, year, I'll tell you, and I'll use an example. Shell Oil made nine billion dollars in profit last year. The, oh, okay. the year before that, you know what happened to Shell Oil? They lost $20 billion. Wow. That's all, all because I'm, of COVID and people quit, quit driving. The price of oil went to negative territory and they lost $20 billion. And that, that's just one how, of the oil companies. How much fun would that be to have the opportunity to lose $20 billion? Not fun. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the thoughts, Gordon. Appreciate it. That's the same as that. That line where the guy says, I wish I had enough money to buy a 747. And the other guy says, well, what do you need with a 747? He says, I don't. I just wish I had enough money to buy one. <laughs> Didn't say he was going to buy one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, another email in, Mike, at KBOI.com. Did you notice the fraud that took place in Pennsylvania and Oregon last night? Thousands of ballots not ready due to fuzzy or incorrect coding. All must be duplicated by hand. I trust someone to duplicate my ballot, not with fraud going on in at least two of the primaries last night, tell me how I can trust our own election in Idaho. Paper ballots and one-day voting in person only, with the exception for military and bedridden only. Um, I had not heard about fraud going on in uh, Oregon or Pennsylvania, but in all fairness, I have been paying attention just to the uh, primary going on here in Idaho. Doug in Meridian says, Good morning, Chris. All I can say about elections are something where Idaho has... Spoken for the governor as Governor Little, and congrats to Little and also Scott Bedke for Lieutenant Governor. Congrats to Labrador. Chris, if I recall correctly, Raul Labrador has spent some time speaking to you and Paul Jay. Well, yeah, he was uh, 
he was a congressman for quite some time, and the entire time he was a congressman, he was real good about coming in and getting interviewed by us just on a regular basis. So I, I always appreciated that. Uh, text message in, 208-336-3700. Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan is far from done. I predict she will continue uh, headline-grabbing jabs at our governor and launch a write-in campaign for November. She's not going away. That's from Guy in Mountain Home. Bruce, uh, and, and Boise County is apparently different than Kenyon. Uh, Bruce says, geez, I'm surprised there were so many problems getting into the polling places. Here in Loman, I didn't have to wait at all. <laughs> what are there, 12 people voting in Loman? I don't know, but... It, it probably it, went to somebody's it's, house. It's it's a bit smaller population-wise than uh, I, uh, Ada and Canyon County. I can remember growing up, my parents talking about going to somebody's house to vote. Boise. So it wasn't going, I mean, and, and they live in Lewis County, a uh, very yeah. small town in Nespers, but they would go to uh, a person's house to vote. They would set mm. up the polling place in the person's house. Boise, Boise County, very beautiful and not overcrowded. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you're on the phone, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you coming up after news. Your reaction to the primary election yesterday, that's what the show is about this morning. Love to hear from you. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-five. Phone lines once again are open. Two zero eight three three six thirty-seven hundred pounds. Six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Reactions, discussion, cussing. Crying, whatever you want. Uh, we got uh, another oh, about 20 minutes left in the uh, show if you'd like to give your reactions or thoughts to the primary yesterday. If there were surprises, uh, you can uh, give us what you think those surprises are. And uh, where do we go from here? Uh, Scott, in uh, Boise, you wanted to talk about inflation, though. Yeah, I did. I just was listening to one of your last guests who's kind of just implying we're saying who cares and saying like it doesn't matter. Um, well, I, I uh, whole, wholeheartedly disagree with that. Um, let's just go over a couple things. Is eggs are up 23% since last year. Bacon up 18%. Chicken up 15%. Milk is up 15%. And beef is up 14%, which is which are five things that are make up a huge part of everyday Americans' groceries lists. Wholesale inflation overall is up 11%, which is the highest in 40 years, which is not just something to just gaff off. Um, and all, and on top of all of that, gas prices are hitting all-time new national averages um, every day. Almost every day, yeah. <laughs> Just this week, or just this week, it's gone up 17 percent or 17 cents, which is insane. Um, diesel prices are also have all all time high national average of five dollars and fifty eight cents this week, which, as everybody knows, that's how that's what fuels all the truckers and all the farming uh, equipment that grows our food. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, so I just I don't understand why people are just saying who cares. That's that that seems to me like an elitist attitude. And if you're not an elitist saying that, that seems very ignorant to say because that's affecting you and everybody you know and love. And this is just insane. And we need to start getting on top of this. Um, the government printed eight trillion dollars the last two years um, for the so-called stimulus payments, but only 175 billion went to those stimulus payments. So I'm guess I'm still wondering where the other 7.8 trillion dollars went. Um, but yeah, that's the inflation's getting out of control because our government spending is out of control, and nobody seems to really care about it. Thank you for the call, and thank you for the uh, thought, Scott. Mm. Appreciate it. Uh, Wayne writes in uh, regarding Gordon, who called with the attitude on inflation. Not sure what his point, or for that matter, what his argument was. Uh, the man seemed to have uh, an ignorant opinion with an agenda that he cannot, was not, and is not able to defend. 
Lisa writes in and says, I, referring, I believe, to the same person, I think that gentleman is referring to Mike in one breath, saying him and wife, like most Americans, are doing incredible, buying new house, her company being number, she has question marks, what was it, number 44? Is that uh, what it is? Huh? It was in the top 800 yeah. out of over 100,000. Anyway, being a number whatever in the world, eating out uh, all the time, and in the next breath, hating having to pay $60 more in gas. It's first world problems. Poor little rich guy. Um, not that not that it isn't a problem, but uh, uh, I, I, I understand why she says it's first world problems. Like, we don't want to pay a little extra for something, or a lot extra for something. Whereas a lot of the world has no access to it whatsoever. I don't understand. But it, uh, does, it doesn't mean that they aren't yeah. still problems. And, and I don't understand the thought process of just because somebody might be better off than yeah. somebody else not empathizing with the people that this is affecting. And this, trust me, I know for a fact this affects um, more people and other people more than it affects my wife and I. Mm-hmm. I know it does. But that doesn't mean I can't empathize, and I have family members that this does affect. Yeah, and there are plenty of businesses that are operating uh, on uh, shrinking margins, you know, lately, because they can't necessarily justify raising their prices uh, fast enough to cover what they're having to pay. I will tell you flat out, my wife and I do not go out anywhere close to what we used to go out. That, that's one of the things that we don't have to do. Well, it's because you that, moved. That's, but that we still have restaurants. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, I just meant you don't go out to any place that's close to where you used to live. No. Because you moved to a different yeah, place. But, I mean, we have made the conscious decision. We don't go yeah. out because it's too expensive, and that's something we don't have to do. We cook more at home because it's cheaper to do that. Yeah. Um, we don't drive near as much as we used to because... Gas costs so much more than it did, and that's a place that uh, we're, we're able to cut. We started uh, ordering in a lot, you know, during the, the COVID time uh, and, you know, doing the uh, touchless where you basically they bring something, they put it on your porch, you go out and get it, you never mm-hmm. see anybody. Uh, but we, we don't do that nearly as much because when we were doing that, when we started, uh, your average hamburger from a regular restaurant, not necessarily fast food. Oh yeah, but you your, and I were talking about your, this but this your, morning. Your average hamburger at that time was probably eight ninety five with fries, you know, and the same one now in most places is at minimum about twelve fifty, and in a lot of places sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen dollars. Yeah, and they're good, and uh, certainly they uh, have the right to charge uh, what they need to, and and they definitely need to, but I. I just find it hard to pay $18 for a hamburger. Now, you and I were talking about this off-air this morning before the show started, um, and I haven't been to the place that you mentioned, and I don't want to mention the place because they're charging what they feel they need to charge to mm-hmm. to make the money. Um, but when you told me the price of of the hamburger there that used to be $6 and is now $18, I was just blown <laughs> away. And it's a, well, fa- it's a fast but, food but see, place. This is like 20 years ago. Uh, Carl's Jr. and their sister, uh, you know, uh, uh, plays Hardee's in, in the East. Mm-hmm. Carl's Jr. and Hardee's are the same. Anyway, they introduced something called the $6 burger, and it, it cost about $3, but th- their point was this is as good as, as a, a burger that you'll get in a restaurant, and you'll have to pay 6 bucks in that <laughs> restaurant, but here you only have to pay 3 Well, they don't call them the $6 burger anymore because their actual <laughs> burgers passed up $6 a long time ago. 
And it wouldn't even make sense because restaurant burgers are easily double, sometimes triple that $6 price. I remember the first time I paid $15 for a hamburger, and this was a long time ago, and I was flipping out uh, that it was $15 for a hamburger because I'm going like, wait a minute, I can go to the grocery store and I can make yeah. something just as good and I remember, it cost me like two bucks. I remember the first time I ever paid $15 for a hot dog and a drink. It was at Disneyland. Oh, I was going to say, it must be a baseball game or Disneyland. It was. Uh, John in Napa, thanks for being patient. Uh, you're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. I just wanted to throw in a few, boy, a lot of things tied together there in the last few minutes. Uh, some cause and effect of what's actually going on with our economy. And it boils down to, I said I was going to talk about Brad Little, and that's, that's true as well. Um, America could feed the whole world five times over if it was allowed to do so. And it's our government that, that does not allow us to do that because they want to get their cut skimmed off the top. And at last count, and I might be wrong by now, but the last count that the, the government uh, costs or are, are, are cut is 60 cents on the dollar. So for every dollar you send in a tax, the government squanders 60 percent of it and then that 40 percent goes to whoever and they don't care if you help other countries with food or whatever but as long as they get their 60 percent cut first now over to brad little that's exactly what we're having here in in idaho is he gave uh tax cuts to developers to tear up our farmlands our food and have them put uh apartment complexes on it and then of course all the unwitting parasites come flocking in from uh california say and their kids come to our schools and they don't pay the taxes the property owners of idaho are doing that and it's nowhere near i mean they might pay a little bit of it but it's a fraction of what you pay for your on your property tax you and i pay in our property tax for our kids education now the education system is screwed up anyways but that's, you know, one exacerbating problem on top of another exacerbated problem on top of another. And I don't understand why the, the Idaho voters can't see that. They got stuck in the good old boy religion, and they got a – because he wears a cowboy hat, they got to vote for him. And I, I just I, – well, the reason why the farmers are voting for him now is because they know they can sell their land uh, at millions of dollars and retire and uh, – the developer is going to come in and soak that up yeah. really fast because of, because of the tax break. Okay, so, that's all I got. Sorry about the that's you know, okay. I tried. That's so, okay. Sometimes we, we said discussion and cussing, so go ahead. Sometimes when when voters return somebody to office, vote for the incumbent, it feels like what they're saying is, yes, I realize the incumbent uh, apparently cannot solve problems, but I'd like to point out to those of you running against him that I don't think you can either. <laughs> um. Uh, another email uh, in says, Mike is a local private property manager in the Treasure Valley. I totally agree with your wife regarding Canyon County processes. They are stuck in the 1980s. So hard to get documents, licenses, permits, or anything approved. The costs are insane. Courthouse is a joke. I file anything. I get sent to the second floor for filing. Nope. You need a recipe from the third floor and a uh, seal on the <laughs> second floor. But sorry, you have to pay for it on the first floor, then go back to the third floor. Everything should be online and you, accessible you wanted, to the public. You you wanted uh, you wanted form seventeen sixty six B. This is seventeen sixty six A. You'll have to get back in line. Yeah, go go to the. I, I think it's the second floor. Check with the first floor first, and yeah. then and come back. Daniel says uh, 
Uh, I'm not so sure about people not buying luxury items. I own a sporting goods store, and I have sold more high-end merchandise in the last three months than at, in any other quarter in seven years. I'm not seeing inflation slowing anything down in my industry. And we talked about that, what was it, last week, because um, one of the reports came in that showed Americans are still buying, even though inflation yeah. is up to 7%, uh, last 7.8%, I think, last month, 8%, 8.3% the, the month before that, or whatever, somewhere around 8% for both months. And, um, you know, we asked flat out, Jeremiah, is like, it, it doesn't seem that this high inflation is hitting Americans and they're buying as of yet and he said no it it it's not looking like it how long can this go maybe, on yeah. i don't know maybe we just keep doing the same thing when we're stunned might be something to uh talk about later this I'm week gonna... and find out are, are you starting to make decisions because almost everything you're ba- you're you're paying for or buying mm-hmm. seems to be more expensive than it was a year ago and maybe people still are buying, but maybe this is something to talk about maybe tomorrow morning. Are you starting to go to your family and your wife or whatever, your spouse, and saying, look, um, we need to start cutting back. Where where do you want to cut back? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to put in a quick plug, by the way, for Daniel's store. He said uh, he owns a sporting goods store. I just love the name. That's why I want to put in a plug for it. It's called Idaho Trout Fitters. Oh. Isn't that a great name? Yeah, it is. It's in Twin Falls. Uh, Dow, uh, speaking of the economy, down 734 points. I know that, okay. I know the Dow isn't the economy, but uh, it gives you an idea of what people think about the economy. And as of right now, it's down 734 points this morning. We'll take a break. We've got one more segment on the way. Uh, final chance to uh, weigh in on your thoughts and reactions from the uh, latest primary decision 2022. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Man, I never thought I would say it, but I long for the days when we had campaign ads on our radio station. You're kidding, right? Not kidding, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> is, that, is that the same as kidding? Uh, it, it, they, they have similarities, yeah. Um, Ben, uh, says, uh, well, 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 I saw it on social media last night, a post from a convicted felon that she voted for herself running unopposed for some county commissioner position. She previously ran for a state legislative position and lost. What better way to get back in it than run unopposed? Yes, the convicted felon, Idaho Democrats must be proud. Uh, I guess the thing I would ask, and I don't know who you're talking about or what felony she was convicted of. I guess the question I would ask, Ben, is do you believe that if you are a convicted felon that you should never, ever be allowed to run for office ever again? Because, if I mean, you're allowed by law to do it if you've paid your debt to society. But maybe, Ben, that's my specific thing, and I'm asking this, you know, you can email us back. Do you do you think if you're a convicted felon you should never be allowed that does kind to of run sound for like an office? something a lot of people might agree with. I think, I think, I mean, if, if you paid your debt to society, I, mm-hmm. I get it. You, you are a felon. You were convicted of a crime. But I think you should be, if you've paid your debt to society and served time in prison or whatever, and you've paid whoever, depending on what you've had to do, paid your fines or, or any restitution or whatever, if you've paid your debt, I think you should be allowed to, you know, vote and also run for office. Doesn't well, mean now the question, you're going to get elected. I was going to say, would, would you tend to vote for that person, though? 
probably depend on what crime they committed and what they were running for. I don't know. Depends on. Yeah. Are they a rhino? Are they a dino? Are they way far right, way far left? There's a lot that depends on that. Mm. I, I think you should have the opportunity, though, like I said, that's my just my personal opinion. If you've paid your debt to society, I think you should be allowed to, to vote again, and I think you should be allowed to, to run for you know, election because there are a lot of people that do make you know, mistakes in their early career yeah. and, and, you know, well, and it's up to learn people, from it. It's up to people to decide for themselves, you know, if they, if they want to associate with somebody like that because there are mistakes and then there are mistakes. Like if you beat someone to death with a hammer, that's not the same thing as forgetting to pay the phone bill. No. Uh, Gary from Emmett uh, writes in, good morning, gentlemen. After living in Gem County, I now have a district with no connection to my representative. I get to vote for someone who lives in and campaigns in and represents Eagle. The new district lumps this more rural county with the population center that is the Treasure Valley. Gem County will see what being unable uh, affect what goes on in the state. I feel disconnected. Sounds like you feel a little discouraged also. Jan says, uh, hi, Chris. I do wish that the FCC would create a truth clause if your facts cannot be authenticated. <laughs> they, they don't, though. No. And once again, who would be in charge of that? Then you would be Elon Musk. That's it for today. Uh, thank you for all your reactions. Uh, I'm sure Nate will be uh, doing this a little bit later this afternoon if you didn't have a chance to get in with us this morning. Um, once again, you can check out the updates, kboy.com. We're on a 20-hour break. We'll be back again tomorrow. Have yourself a great day.